What's up, everybody? Jason Rinskoff here. Welcome to another episode of the Starting Up Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since I've recorded an episode, but I uh, was watching the Super Bowl, like so many others, the other night, and it, um, it led me to shoot a video that I put out through our Purpose to Fulfillment company yesterday, and I thought I would share some more thoughts here on the podcast, because it did get my wheels turned a little bit. So, if you watched the Super Bowl the other night, the Patriots and the Rams, it was an unexpected defensive battle. Um, pretty unentertaining game unless you happen to love defense. Otherwise, um, it was a little bit anticlimactic and yet another Super Bowl for the New England Patriots, which is a little frustrating as somebody who kind of hates the Patriots. Definitely over the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady thing. So we shall see if we can turn the page and hopefully get somebody to contend with them in the AFC. Anyway, beside the point, that's my uh, my little sports geek rant on the side. But Going through that process, I couldn't help but think about, you know, the organization of, uh, of the New England Patriots and what they have actually accomplished over the course of this century since, since really 2001 when Tom Brady became the quarterback of the team. And it actually caused me to go back and look at some of the specific stats for the team. So just, just check out the, the following stats to give you a little bit of historical context of what they've actually accomplished and then we'll kind of come back around on it full circle to talk about how do we actually apply some of the principles of, of what they've been able to accomplish um, to our lives. So consider this. Since 2001, the Patriots have won 16 out of 18 division titles. 16 out of the last 18 years, they have won the AFC East division. The only two years that they failed to do so, they actually tied for first place and lost by a tiebreaker crazy in itself. They've been to 13 AFC championship games in the last 18 years, including nine in a row. So they've made it to the third weekend of the playoffs in nine straight seasons, which is nuts. They have won 10 or more games in 16 straight years, 16 straight years of 10 or more wins. And, of course, they have been to nine Super Bowls and won six of them. So to say that they have sustained excellence as an organization is an understatement. And you can't help, whether you love them or hate them, you have to have some level of appreciation, at least as a sports fan, you have to have some appreciation for the dynasty that they've created and just the overall sustained excellence that they've been able to to establish. And for me, I can't help but reflect on that and say, all right, well, again, love them or hate them, there's got to be some pretty valuable takeaways to, as a case study, to look at an organization like this and figure out what are the things that they are doing organizationally to help ingrain such a, such a high degree of success, such a high level of success inside their organization. And, uh, and what does that look like? And there were five or six kind of key principles that I thought about going through that process. And that's what I want to kind of share with you now. So first and foremost, the crystal clear vision of how they, how they define success for the organization. You know, every single year, 32 NFL teams approach training camp at the end of the summer, and inevitably those teams all come together in their team meeting rooms and start to think and talk about what does definition of success look like for that season. 
and inevitably they have all kinds of player turnover. They may have new coaching staffs, maybe new quarterbacks that they're trying to rotate in and out. Just all kinds of inevitable upheaval um, that is just part of the life of professional sports, particularly with free agency and all kinds of other things. The organization changes constantly. And so it's a constant moving target in terms of how they are going to be able to measure success. Some, some years they have higher aspirations than others. But not for the Patriots. For the Patriots, every single year since Tom Brady became their quarterback and Bill Belichick has been their coach, there is one very clear barometer of success or failure, and that is championships. It's the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust every single year for the Patriots. And they know that that is going to be the only measure of a successful season at the end of the year is winning the Super Bowl. And that in itself completely distinguishes them in terms of operational excellence from every other one of the 30, 31 other teams in the league. So having that clear organizational purpose and very crystal clear vision of exactly how they define success, I think is the very first thing. We talk all the time about beginning with the end in mind. Well, nobody does that better as an organization than the New England Patriots over the last 17 or 18 years. So that's the first thing. Number two, um, organizational buy-in. So there is so there, it's so critical to be able to establish cultural buy-in inside of your organization. I would imagine that most of us have probably experienced working for a company or or working you know side by side with a company where there was kind of a misalignment of communications between the upper management, the, the management that was responsible for conveying the overall company purpose or vision. And then what you kind of got to see through the actions that followed behind the scenes and not, not uncommon for these companies to have a, uh, a misalignment between what they say is most important to them and then how they actually operate behind closed doors. Again, it's kind of the, the incongruence between what you say and what you do. And if you've been in that situation, you can certainly appreciate the fact that when you see that and experience that, it creates a lack of trust inside the organization. It creates um, certainly a lot of doubt, and eventually it starts to erode the cultural fiber of the, the organization, and it ultimately creates a lot of toxicity inside the organization. And you can look at any of the lower-tier teams, keeping on the theme of sports, and you see that kind of thing all the time. You see issues in the locker room, and you see issues between players and coaching staff, and a lot of times... Most often, that starts right at the top, whether it's the ownership or the general management um, in the front office or it's coaches, players, whatever it is. It's a trickle-down effect, and it always starts from top down. So there has to be buy-in from a cultural standpoint, and there has to be a great degree of accountability to that culture from the top down. The leaders of the organization, in this case, again, kind of keeping with the, the idea of the Patriots, and what they've been able to accomplish, if you think about what they've been able to do, the two constants in that organization, the two fixtures, are ultimately Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And so they have established a kind of a measuring stick that is represented by excellence and accountability to that every single day. And everybody underneath Tom and, uh, and Bill understand what that organization represents and is about and they understand that there will be zero tolerance 
for anything less than excellence and greatness on a, greatness on a day-to-day basis. And that determines every single thing that every single person inside that organization does as they approach the day. So th- kind of taking that to the next step, once you get through accountability, then it's about how do you actually systematize and create processes that support the broader objective. You know, once you have a very clear path to where it is, a very clear target of how you're going to measure success, then you have to establish the processes that the other members of the organization are going to enter into every single day and how you're going to determine what a successful day actually looks like in terms of the key drivers and activities that you're going to pursue and make sure are part of your daily operating procedures. And that is going to be the constant measure of greatness is the consistency to show up day in, day out, when you're having a bad day, when things, you know, unexpectedly trip you up, you're still showing up to the office, showing up for your teammates, for your organization, and are kind of holding to that moniker of representing greatness and and truly being an elite organization. So that's the fourth thing. And then finally... Um, the last thing that I would say that has really separated the Patriots over the years is Bill Belichick, and certainly Brady has something to do with this as well, but it's Bill Belichick and his ability to, to change the game plan on the fly, to adjust the game plan when things change or when things unexpectedly happen, whether it's an unexpected player injury or you know a bad bounce that ends up putting you behind the eight ball or a you know, bad referee call, whatever it may be things inevitably are going to happen that are unexpected and you get the opportunity to adjust at halftime and kind of figure out how can we identify what our key key strengths and weaknesses are and what those, you know, what the opposition's key strengths and weaknesses are and how can we expose those and make sure that we stack the, the deck in our favor, so to speak, by focusing on what our strengths are relative to the opposition, the opposition's weaknesses. And nobody has been able to accomplish that more effectively over the last 17 years than Bill Belichick. So being able to stick to the plan and have the clear vision on what the ultimate target is while being able to pivot along the way and make modifications and necessary adjustments that help to keep you moving towards that target as things that are unexpected come up along the way and trip you up, that to me is kind of the final piece that really does separate everything that the Patriots have done. And so those are five key principles, just to kind of rehash it one more time, because I think this really is things that we can take and utilize at home, whether it's in your personal life or professional life. It all kind of sinks back to the um, you know the principles that I try to talk about all the time, but this is just one more example of how how incredibly powerful it can be when you see it consistently put into action and, uh, and the sustained excellence that they've achieved certainly speaks for itself. So just recapping very quickly, number one, having a very clear target in place, being very crystal clear about how you're going to identify and define what a successful outcome looks like for you. So again, beginning with the end in mind, number two, cultural buy-in. So for you, you may not have an organization but you may just be at home, you know, with your spouse or your children. Um, it may be your small business, whatever the case may be. There are people inside of your organization, however big or small that may be. It may be cultural buy-in between you and your spouse about how you're running your family finances. The decisions that you make, do they jive? Is there congruence with what you say is important and then what you ultimately do from a decision-making standpoint? 
do the purchases that you make and does the discipline that you display on a day-to-day basis in terms of how you spend your money, is it consistent with what you say is most important or are you ultimately making compromises along the way that, that kind of run counter to what you say is most important? Having that congruence and consistency through your quote-unquote organization is critical. Number three, being accountable to that. Having everybody that's, that's inside the organization, again, whether it's you and your spouse and your children or whether it's a, a bigger company, whoever it may be, being able to create accountability from the top down is the third step. Number four, creating procedures, daily procedures that are all designed with the idea of working you towards that broader target. So being very intentional about creating the systems and procedures on a day-to-day basis to where you've clearly identified the key action steps, the key activities that are going to be necessary every single day that you can put in place to make sure that you're checking the boxes and that you're moving forward towards that bigger target, that, that more important target at the end of the road. And then five, the ability to adjust on the fly, the ability to modify the game plan accordingly based on strengths and weaknesses and put yourself in a position where when inevitably life throws you curveballs because you have a very clear set outcome in mind, you're in a position where you're able to to pivot and to make necessary adjustments and course correct without having to throw the game plan out altogether. So I think following those five key steps are a good starting point to be able to set some principles and foundational um, foundational ideas in place for you so that as you start to set yourself up for long-term sustained excellence, that's a pretty solid framework to be able to build off of. So that is what I got for you today. I hope you find that valuable, and we will talk to you soon.